Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast, Returning to the Heart of Jesus. I'm your host, Bill Wegner, and it's an honor and privilege and blessing to be here with you today. So let's begin as we begin each of our podcasts in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, O Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and we shall be created in you shall renew the face of the earth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, on our, in our last podcast, we started a series uh, entitled Faith in Business. And uh, we had a wonderful guest, Lou Salento, and he shared with us his, uh, his uh, failures and his uh, successes in sharing his faith in the, in the business world. Uh, our guest from last week, uh, could not make it. So uh, I thought this week that I would kind of jump in and share a little bit until uh, we start the series with some other uh, folks later on uh, going forth. So uh, I'm going to share with you just a few of my experience in having been in business for many, many years. Um, when, I, uh, when I started to come back to the to my faith. I was out of the church. I went to college and I was out of the church for, for 25 years. I didn't, I didn't go to church. I, I didn't uh, obviously attend mass, do anything like that. Um, because I just, I, I stopped even after uh, 12 years of, of Catholic school, I just stopped uh, because I bought into the things of the world. I bought into the professors at college and all, all the junk that, uh, that they taught about faith and religion and God and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, so I, I through, a, through a very long process, I started to come back uh, to Jesus and I started to come back to my Catholic faith. Um, but when I came back, I, I have to say this, but when I came back, I, I came back uh, and I was doing the minimum. I was going to mass on Sunday with my family my big joke is that uh, I always uh, I always sat in the next to the last pew at my parish, and uh, my wife would try her best to encourage me to sit up closer to the front, and I would say to her, "No, no, 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 no. That's for the holy people up there. Okay, they're they're special. Uh, we're going to sit back here." And I put in my hour, and uh, I thought that that I was doing a great thing for God. I really, truly did, and uh, and 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 one of the one of the things that happened to me going forth was because of a, a wonderful women's prayer group that my wife joined. Um, she, in essence, dragged me. She, my wife Cheryl, dragged me to a charismatic conference down in Wildwood, New Jersey, and uh, through that experience, and I won't tell you all the gory details, but through that experience, there was a, there was a speaker there and uh, he was, he, he was just great. And he was talking about what it really meant to be a follower, a disciple of Jesus, what it meant uh, to live the gospel, to extend mercy and forgiveness, to love your enemies, to do all of that kind of stuff. I was, was, I'll tell you honestly, I was mesmerized by it. And, uh, I, I found out at that conference that there were workshops for Catholics down in Florida teaching the faith. 
talking about discipleship. And uh, I, was, I was just very much uh, enchanted by that and, uh, and the thought of doing that. So, so what I did is I went to Florida. I actually dragged three people from my parish with me. And uh, we went down for a week. And it, it, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, it, it was, uh, it, it, it was life-saving and it was life-changing. And uh, I came out of that and I went back many times after that. I volunteered there many, many times, maybe 10 and uh, volunteered there and so on and so forth. And uh, it, as I said, it was, just, it was just wonderful talking about discipleship. Well, as a result of that, as a result of that, I'm, I'm going to say this. I was very, very excited about my Catholic faith. Very excited. And as, as a result, uh, uh, some people who were running prayer groups and some, some priests who were pastors of different churches uh, had heard that I was now sharing my testimony, my conversion story, and they invited me uh, to come and to share with their parish or their prayer group or um, all, all of that kind of stuff. And, and it really began the journey for me into, into full-time ministry. And during that time, I, uh, I owned a real estate company. And uh, I'll tell you, before I never, even though I started my journey back to, uh, to the church, and I never uh, shared with anybody uh, anything about my newfound faith. And, uh, but as I went through these schools of evangelization and, and, and talked about evangelization and, and what it is, um, I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a story. Now, I had about 25 people working for me in my, in my real estate company. And there were, uh, you know, I had been in it for quite a few years. And, and uh, again, I never shared anything about my faith but uh, there were three young women who came to work all at the same time. Uh, they, they came to work at the real estate office. And it's really kind of funny, uh, when back then, when I uh, interviewed them, uh, they sat, you know, one at a time, they sat in front of me and I asked them what they do. Well, one, one said she was a nurse and one said she was a secretary in an office and so on and so forth and that kind of stuff. And, you know, there was no, uh, let me check your references. There was no anything like that because they weren't really employees. They were independent contractors that kind of worked for the broker. That's me. And uh, so as you go, when you're, when you're a business owner and if you're any kind of compassionate, uh, people share with you their stories. They tell you when they have uh, problems at home. Uh, some people shared that they had marital problems. Uh, some people would share that they have problems with their children. So after a while, after I'm beginning my conversion, here's what I simply would say to them. I would say to them, uh, I'm going to say a prayer for you, which I'm sure in a way to some of them who have known me for years, some of them were surprised by that, that I would actually say, I'm going to say a prayer for you. Well, as time went on, as my conversion went on, uh, when people would come to me, maybe two, three, four, five times, you know, and they would have different problems and situations. Um, not only would I say, uh, I'm going to say a prayer for you, but then after a while, I would say to them, 
particularly this one young woman, I would say to her, well, why don't we say a prayer together? And we, and we would pray. We would pray there right in my office. And uh, it was, uh, that, that was really interesting, not only for me, uh, for her, but it was also interesting for anybody who happened to be walking by with the door open and we're praying in there. You know, so it was, I was actually starting to share my faith a little bit in, in a quiet way, in a, in a uh, for lack of a better term, in, in a slow way, uh, little, little baby steps at a time. Well, as time went on, this one particular woman, she came in one day and, uh, you know, she sat down at my desk, at my, uh, yeah, in front of my desk. And, and she said to me, Bill, I, I need to tell you something. I said, okay. Now I've been praying with her and talking with her for maybe a couple of years. She said, remember uh, back when, when I interviewed with you and I told you that I was a nurse? I said, sure, of course, of course I remember that. She says, I've, I've never been a nurse. I was a little surprised and I was like, really? Um, what did you do before you came here? And she said, um, I was a stripper. I worked in, a, in an adult men's club as a stripper. And she said, as a, as a matter of fact, I still do that on a very, very limited part-time basis. And to say the least, I was a, a little bit surprised. So my next comment to her was, okay, now we're gonna pray big time together right now that you're gonna leave that place and that uh, you're gonna go on with a different type of life. So we did that, we prayed together and eventually, you know, God answered that prayer in a big way. And uh, I also found out that the two other women also worked at the strip club. So, um, and, and they, they had all left and they were all leading their lives. And well, eventually I'll tell you this, cause this is kind of a cool part. Uh, eventually they, uh, the first one who came to me, uh, she, she moved away. She moved to another state. She moved to Missouri and uh, she and her husband and their two little boys and they moved. And I was so very, very sorry to, to see them go. And, uh, and she, she uh, wrote me an email and she said to me, I just want you to know uh, that you really uh, changed my life by, by sharing your faith uh, during the time that I worked for you. And she says, as a matter of fact, I've joined a church and out here, and uh, I actually teach uh, CCD, religious ed, in, in this church. And she said, uh, and I absolutely love it. And she said, so I wanted to thank you for that, for sharing your faith with me. And I also wanted to tell you that I think everybody in here would pass out if they knew that there was a former stripper uh, teaching their kids religion. So that was a big, that was a big joke between us. So, you know, th that's how it started. It just started very, very slowly very, with the opportunity of, of sharing my faith, even though it was in the middle of the business day. And uh, so, so it, it was, it, it was just wonderful, but I'm going to say this, you kind of, you kind of have to walk a fine line when you do that you you have to be excited about your faith you have to be confident in god's love 
for us. And you have to make sure not only that you're willing to share, but somebody that you're sharing it with is receptive to receiving that. Otherwise, it comes off as preachy and in a lot of cases, just counterproductive. Uh, in other words, people want to hear it. You have to have this quiet, quiet excitement about, about your, your relationship with Jesus. Because you know what? Here's the bottom line. The old adage is this. You can't share something you don't have. And uh, evangelization, sharing your faith with people, is not a job. It's a lifestyle. And uh, I do it. I do it. Uh, through the years, wherever I can. My last flight that I was on to do a parish mission way out in uh, North Dakota, I, I met a young lady, she sat next to me on the plane and we started to just to chat a little bit and she was going home to, uh, because her mom just died. She lived in Florida. She was going home to North Dakota to help with the arrangements for her mother's funeral and, and so on and so forth. And she, uh, we just started talking. She asked why I was going there and I, told her I was going to do a parish mission. And uh, she's told, shared with me that her husband in Florida was a pastor and he's really kind of gone through it, you know, and trying to find a church and, you know, being, uh, being received in a positive way by the congregation. And so, and so we spent that an hour and a half just sharing our faith, just sharing our journeys because you know what? She was, she was there, she was open to it. And I was excited enough about my faith to definitely wanted to want to share with her. So that's, that's the two elements. That's the two elements, not to repeat myself too much, but you have to be willing to do it. And you have to look out for a need and then you have to try to fill that need. And I could tell you story after story about just being on airplanes and sharing, um, I'll tell you this real quick. I have a, a, a Jewish friend of mine and uh, she was in Rome during the, uh, the time of uh, St. John Paul uh, II. And uh, she just loved him. You know, she loved him. She used to say to me, you know, he's my Pope too, you know? And uh, so she got a pair of rosaries that John Paul uh, blessed. They were on the altar during the mass and he blessed them. And she got a pair of these rosaries She and she got a second pair and she gave them to me. And uh, I sat next to a young woman who was uh, in college and boy, she was struggling. She was just struggling. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing through God's grace, how some people just start, just start sharing. And some of the stuff's, you know, deep and some of it's personal. She was just sharing and, and uh, I get the prompting of the Holy Spirit, uh, give her the rosaries. I don't want to give her these rosaries. I want, I want to give these rosaries so I can tell everybody that the Pope blessed them and I have them now and I got them from my Jewish friend. Give her the rosaries. So anyway, I give her the rosaries and she, boy, she just didn't want to take them. She didn't want to take them because she knew, she knew how special they were. But that was my way after really nice conversations and telling her that I would be praying for her 
to, to share with her, um, to evangelize her and to let her know that even though I'm a stranger sitting next to her on the plane, that I care about her and that I have a Christian love for her. And uh, I, I think she was very moved by that. And uh, I'm hoping to this day that she still has those rosaries, okay? Uh, so it's always an opportunity if, if we're looking for it. It's always there, it's always there. Now I know, I talk to people uh, all the time and uh, about uh, good practicing holy people who are very, very reluctant to share their Catholic faith, very reluctant. Um, and I started to think about that. Why? why? Why are we like that? You know, our Protestant brothers and sisters in, in a lot of cases are just so willing, you know, to, to share their faith with anybody that they meet, but we're, and I, I, think, I think that there's a reason for that. I think uh, the reason is, is that historically, historically, in our country, in the United States, that uh, in, in the beginning, uh, when we talk about uh, immigration and all that kind of stuff, when the Catholics came over from all different places, from Italy, from Ireland, from all the Catholic countries, they, there was prejudice against them. There were signs. My grandmother, uh, who's uh, Irish from, from Ireland and, and loved her Catholic faith, and had a great devotion to Mother Mary, um, she would tell her, her sons and her daughters, if you're going out there and you're going on a job interview, keep your mouth shut about being Catholic. Just, just keep it shut. There were signs in the windows. Um, Catholics need not apply. Italians need not apply. Why? because there was a prejudice against them for their nationality, but there was also a prejudice against them for their Catholic faith. So we were always told, from my grandmother to my mother to me, we're always told that our Catholic faith is personal. It's personal. You keep it to yourself. Well, Jesus said the opposite. He said, go out and make disciples. And a lot of us, a lot of us growing up, we were not comfortable with that. We never heard about evangelization, never. And uh, we were just told, you know, you go to church, you go to the sacraments, you have a prayer life, you do this, that's it, okay? You don't have to be going out there sharing with, with other people. When I was growing up, I grew up in the city of North New Jersey. When I was growing up, um, I thought, well, as a young kid, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, I thought everybody that I met, everyone in the neighborhood, I thought they were, they were all Catholic. I just assumed that they were all Catholic. I met a kid once who was new to the neighborhood and I was standing there with my best friend. And I said, oh, I talked to that kid. He's, he's a nice guy, but you know what? I, and here's what I said to him, but you know what? He's not Catholic. And you know what my best friend said to me? I'm not Catholic either. And I've known him for a couple of years because I just made that assumption that everyone was, everyone was Catholic. They may go to a different parish than me, but I just, and I'm always, always willing. I, I have to say, I sometimes do it carefully, but I'm always willing to share my faith. 
and I still do it today. I still do it. I have a part-time job at a golf course. And uh, just the other day, uh, I was talking to someone, he's a retired doctor. And uh, he said, what, you know, the, the big conversation there is, uh, what do you do in the winter? Uh, do you go away? Do you go to Florida? Do you stay here? What do you do? And I say to them sometimes, well, I work. I still work. And they'll say to me, you work? What do you do? And I say, I'm a Catholic evangelist. And I do retreats and parish missions and uh, all around the country. Really? I said, yeah, I do. What do you talk about? Well, I talk about our call to holiness. I talk about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And nine times out of 10, these folks are like, oh my gosh, that's wonderful that you would do that. That's wonderful that you would go around and, and do that still. And I said, and I, I share whenever I get an opportunity. If I'm at the, if I'm at the golf course, if I'm on an airplane, like I told you, um, if I'm in the, in the, in the grocery store, it's easy to do that. It's easy to do that. When someone says to me, well, are you retired? What did you used to do? Um, or do you still work? And then I get to share with them my faith. I get to share with them right from the beginning. If there's a curiosity on their part, then I continue to share with them. If there's not, and you know, there's people who say, oh, that's nice. And then they move on to something else. But if I get a chance, I always, always share my faith because you know what? That's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to do. Is it always easy? No. Is it always comfortable? No, it's not. Not always, not always, but I'll tell you what, if you show the excitement and the joy that you have deep inside of you, your relationship with Jesus, the relationship that you have with your Catholic faith, it's hard to turn away from that. It's hard to turn away from that. We are called, as Jesus said, go out and make disciples of everybody, sharing with them the love that God has for you and for all of us. And it's not an option. He didn't, he didn't say, oh yeah, go share your faith if, uh, you know, if you feel like it, if you're having a good day, if you're kind of joyful. No, he didn't say that. He said, go do it, go do it. And I'm saying to you, we have to do it in a, in a certain way that does not repel people away that it brings them in because they want to share in our joy. They want to share in our excitement about our relationship and about our faith. Hey, here's the bottom line. God loves us. He calls us to this life of holiness. He calls us to constantly be returning to the heart of Jesus. He calls us to constantly live out our faith in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our, with our friends. And guess what? We're total strangers if we get the opportunity. God loves us. Isn't that good news? I'll tell you what, God loves you and I love you also. Thank you and God bless you.